You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Take one. Knock, knock. Who this? Receiving a Dana and we can't believe you thought I'd look in Stephen and Dana Amber in the room. Yeah. Hey, Dana. Hi, Stephen. Okay, we did What's it. What's up? We, we bamboozled ourselves into Nancy Opal's living room. Yeah. Bamboozled is right. <laughs> but here you are. <laughs> When we started this podcast, before, when we were talking about starting this, we put together a list of people we would love to sit down with and be in the room with. Number one. Nancy Opal. Nancy Opal. Easy. And it's only taken you 60 tries? (laughs) Is it 62? (laughs) We didn't know how to find you. How dare you? You know how you came to us, actually. How do you approach number one? It is from our podcast daddy, Alan Seals. Oh, sweet Alan Seals. The theater podcast, and he also uh, co-runs... half the Broadway podcast network. Yeah, the podcast network. Yeah. Um, And so he was good friends with you and yeah. we're like this is our in this yeah. is our in we, okay. we saw you at the launch party which was right around when we officially mm-hmm, mm-hmm. joined sure. and I was like Dana do you see who's in the front row do you see who's in the front row it's Nancy Opal it's Nancy well you Opal. know what Alan and that's how Alan, we knew we had an in Alan asked me to to go to that so I got to see Carrie and and you know everybody else be at Sardi's and be so fancy and yeah. on the fancy bar. fourth floor on that rainy 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 day of course uh, you always remember the rainy days always a rainy day and Donna McCackney was there. And, Donna was yeah. there. Josh Lehman was there. Yeah. Was the, a, the invalids were there. It was a big, 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 How big thrilling. day. How thrilling. This past weekend, we just interviewed Nancy Opal at BroadwayCon. And we had so much fun. Oh, my God. And we're going to also have the podcast moment of our 30-minute segment with you. Right. So you're getting a double dip. We're doing a double into dip Nancy with Nancy Opal's Opal. pool. Yes. Got you. So we are in the theater district in Nancy Opal's living room oh don't say too much there's just gonna be people lining up outside my door (laughs) well if they're anything like me they'll go next door (laughs) yeah you won't even know how to get in because it's a little bit like a bar central where you don't even know how to get in oh i thought you were talking about the guy who sells marijuana down the block (laughs) 
I, I went, mean, I said, wow, that's really open of you to mention that. Next stop. <laughs> on, your, on your podcast. Next stop. In our first 10 minutes. No, this is such a great, there's levels happening. There's yeah, we got levels. Amazing staircase. Yeah, we got levels. Mirrors, yeah. things dangling from the ceiling. Yeah, we animals. Got, we, yeah, I do have animals, yes. These color choices, this yeah. green, this uh, mossy green furniture. Yeah, pretty, right? I love, I love it. I, I love, love it. green velvet. I love it too. Mm, me too. I think green velvet's a great thing. You here. Two. Um, currently starring on Broadway in Wicked mm-hmm. as Madame Morabal. Mm-hmm. Can I just say how fierce you look in speaking of green? I look you real good in green, look don't I? Real oh, no! good in green. I agree with you. It's my favorite color. So um I was among other reasons I was very happy to uh, be cast in Wicked, which I've done for the last fourteen months. It's nothing to sneeze at. It is not. It is not. And it's been great. I've I've had an amazing time. And we you're had... and you're just about to finish it up. Mm-hmm. I've got a few I've got a few shows left. How you feeling? Great. Good. Great. What's I've... next? Well, that's a tough. big, big, big European vacation is what's next. Oh, good. Well, you know what? Good. You get to a place in your life where you go. How much more time? And how much more health? You know that you feel good and you really want to do something and you go, now is the time. Or when's a so, cab going to hit me? Well, or exactly falling from buildings you, every day. You are exactly right. You just go, you can't keep putting stuff off and think, oh, well, no, I haven't earned that yet. I have earned the trip to yeah. Europe. Do you hear that, everybody? In the yeah. Do you frequent Europe? Um, Not so much, but I have a feeling I might do more. Uh, my daughter just got married this this past um, June, um, to a wonderful guy. Mazel. Um, yeah, he's he's from England. Oh. So, in fact, we are traveling together next month to London first before I st- sort of branch out and go other places. Perfect. How great to have an excuse to go to yeah, England. And, My and, cousin and lives his, there. And, and his... And his uh, um, his family all lives over there, and so um, their wedding was in Barcelona. Mm. It was stop a, it. Yeah, that's it, the dream about Europe is that it's so easy. It was a it to was, get between places. Yeah, it was a destination wedding, and it wasn't that expensive, and it was amazing. That's why you have kids, so that you you have a whole other person to like bring you places and yeah. like have a reason to like do something. My mom never thought she would be in the depths of Ethiopia, but then she had my brother who decided to go to the Peace Corps. Wow. And now we're in the depths of Ethiopia. Wow, that's amazing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's you the never only know. reason I would want a kid. No, you, like you're my kid. Show me, show me something new. No, you never know. Once, once the you know, it's sort of like once the program starts running, you don't know what it's going to be. I mean, my yeah. daughter decided that she wanted to major in Mandarin Chinese. That's the reason I started speaking. Brilliant. Because she goes, I want to learn Chinese. So I'm going to go overseas, and she was there like over four years, and Mm -mm. she really speaks well, and I only speak kind of, sort of, but I keep trying. Um, How incredible. It's probably the hardest Hardest language (laughs) to learn. And interestingly, the guy she married is part Chinese, and he doesn't speak Chinese because he grew up in England, and his parents, his mom is, is, is ethnic Chinese from Malaysia, and so he never learned Chinese, so it was really funny because the... Sort of the Malaysian contingency came to the wedding, you know, and Jillian was able to welcome them all because mm. grandma, grandma can't speak English. Wow. So, so Jillian was able to, was able to, uh, like welcome her at the, at the 
at the what dinner. What a beautiful at the, story at the and wedding like dinner. A power couple. It was. It's really sweet. Like I got you. Oh, babe. oh, power I got you, babe. Oh, power couple. He just he just graduated from Harvard Business. Never heard of it. I'll look it up. Never heard of <laughs> it. Never heard of Dot it. ed. What? <laughs> Thank God for Google. <laughs> I know. Cut to but us. But they're they're just they're just the greatest. They're the greatest. They're the loves of my life. I'm so happy. <sighs> As are my pets. Welcome so you're like a threesome. On. Right. I know the dog is Momo. What's the kitty's name? Cosmo. Cosmo. Cosmo and Momo. Cosmo, Cosmo, Momo. Momo, Momo. Yeah, yeah. Momo, Momo. Cosmo ended up sort of in my hands at, he was like six weeks old. Somebody found him under a planter in Queens. Same. (laughs) And brought him, and brought him to work. I said, anybody want this cat? And they just like put him in my arms and he was just like mew and just like went like this. And I said, well, I guess he's coming to my house. What was work at the at the time? Hmm? What Where were was you? work at the time? What show? Was oh, um, a, a show off Broadway down at Westside called Curvy Widow. Curvy Widow. Yeah. The Same. Curvy Widow cat. Yeah. Same again. And he's just the, he's just so sweet. And he was the teeniest little thing. You'll see him later. <laughs> Can't wait. The baby. Yeah, he was I've a never baby. had a kitten from kitten. Oh, he was tiny. Well, you know what? It's kind of great because. Whatever their their personality is, you can kind of be held responsible for it, more or less. Sure. And what he really is is very gentle. Mm. I like their their tails that just like I know. Waft I know by. they just do whatever they want. I know. I very agree. sensual. Yeah, I agree. My cat is lo- is in a big cardboard phase right now. Not oh. interested in toys. Not interested in doing anything but sleeping yeah. and sitting in cardboard boxes that he does not fit in. Yeah. It's yeah. my favorite. My my friend, my friend Liz, oh, my dog is now sleeping in the cat's bed. The cat does not fit in that bed. Cute. The cat sleeps in my dog's bed. Part of the cat fits in the bed. <laughs> you don't say. I'm That's a kidding. very large bed, Nancy Opal. Well, you just wait. How much does Cosmo weigh? I have no idea. I think Norman's about 25 pounds at this point. Your cat yeah. is 25 pounds? Yikes. About. You, Just about. So do you think he's the biggest cat you've ever seen? Pretty no. Much? No. No. We had a, my aunt had a cat named Tiger. Who was bigger. Who was a big boy. Yeah. He was a big boy, but he was my buddy. Yeah. He was my buddy. Who'd so when I saw. Tiger in a movie? Like Jeff George Wendt? <laughs> same. Same genre. They're at the same audition. Yeah. 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 Shame audition. <laughs> yeah. Fight me on it. <laughs> Who would play your cat in a movie? A person. A person? Oh man, I don't know. Someone someone sort of friendly and average looking. That's that's my cat. And kind of big. <laughs> big, <laughs> friendly and average looking. Melissa McCarthy? Perhaps. What a queen. That's a good Except pick. Except he's a, Cosmo's a boy, but that's, yeah. Melissa's very talented. Yeah. I think so she can handle indeed it. Indeed she is. I thought you were going to ask me, like, who would you play in, in the movie Cats? And I'd be like, nobody. <laughs> Another I great question. When did you see Cats? After our last podcast. Wow. You never told me you were going to see Cats. I saw Cats, and boy, was I lit. Oh my God! It was one of the best experiences of my life. It could be a good experience, I imagine. Yes, Correct. you can. And it was. I had the night I wanted. 
the worst thing I've ever seen, but also it was so great. It was so fun. Well, I'm under the impression that the Doctor, the Doctor Doolittle that Robert Downey Jr. just did is pretty horrible. Oh, really? Can't wait. Can't yeah, wait. that's what I hear. I haven't heard yet. But well, I, it's just stuff I've read. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I do the AMC club yeah. thing, so yeah. I can kind of go and not yeah. worry about the financial repercussion right. of right. wasting an afternoon and right, some free right, air right. conditioning. Right, right, right. But I hear really stink over. Bummer. Yeah. But those can be fun. Can be. Right? If it's bad enough, it's good. Yeah, yeah go with the right like people. Like girls. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Classic. Yeah. I know my audience. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's dive in. Okay. To when I first uh, came on the Nancy Opal train. Okay. We did a production of You're in Town at the University of Wisconsin, Stevens Point. Oh, Okay. In 2007 or 8. Definitive, probably, right? Definitive. Yeah, I understand. It was so fun. I played Robbie the Stockfish. Listen, they're all fun. There is I've not a role in that show. Yeah, nobody's fun board. on stage in my life. I know, it's really fun. It was so freeing to just be so silly and so weird and kooky and like get to make all the choices and like everyone else's too. Um, so. That's when I first heard you, because we played. Sure. How long were you with that project? Did you do workshops and readings of it Um, prior, or did you just join The very first time that people sort of discovered it, that was French, and I was not involved in the French. Mm -hmm. Um, Nobody except for Spencer Caden, who played Little Sally, did the French. Um, I sort of showed up after the French, and we did how many little reading-y, workshop-y kind of things? Maybe one or two. Um, uh, the first, the first one we did is when the Dodgers picked it up and said, "Okay, we we mm. really like this." But then it was all about trying to find the right place to do it. You know, and it's a they, smart show. What they wanted to do was really come in under the radar, someplace weird and kind of scruffy and off Broadway, which ended us up in um, the uh, the Fifty Fourth Street police station building Mm. (laughs) i can't i can't even tell you how completely not deluxe that experience was because we were all in one dressing room i mean Mm. all of us they just had this weird little curtain between us it was it was it was kind of rough but it became the thing that people everybody wanted to come see and so we kind of you know went from there but interestingly we all felt like we were going to move but once again, it took a really long time to find the space. Mm-hmm. At least at least a few months, I think. Is that how it went? Something like that. Um, so I think we had done it in the spring at the police station, and then we didn't bring it in until the fall. Because... Mm-hmm. We were supposed to open on 9-11. I was just, right. was kind of my next question. I was going to yeah. dive deep and say, I yeah. mean, this this joyous, this hilarious yeah. musical happening. I mean, I think the internet said that you opened September 20th. Mm-hmm. So nine days after the yeah. worst yeah, of opened, the worst. Yeah, we opened after that. And I got to tell you, I mean, we were really all kind of, we didn't do, a, you know, because that, wasn't that a Monday that that happened? I think it was a Monday. Mm. And, and. We didn't go on until Thursday. Everybody was off, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the mayor said, "You know what? We gotta we gotta get back to work, you guys." Yeah, that whole ad in Times yes, Square. Everybody has to get back. And so, 
Um, we went back, I think, that Thursday. I think it was that same night that we were supposed to. We went back um, um, that Thursday, and was that how it went? I can't remember. I can't remember if we were supposed to open on. We weren't supposed to open on 9 11. We were supposed it, it to open the on the first. Yeah, we were supposed to open on the that Thursday. That's what. That's what. That's mm-hmm. what. So they canceled that and made that the next week. Mm-hmm. Um, but. You know, we went on stage that night, that that Thursday night, and we were like, "Is is Broadway done? I mean, is Broadway over? Right, you know, right. I, I mean, is nobody going to come to New York City anymore? Right. Is that the end of us? Uh, is that the end of everything? Sure. I mean, we just didn't know because it still smelled like burnt rubber, and I don't even know what outside. Yeah, sure. Um, and so we had about a half a house probably that night, hmm. um, which we were actually surprised there were that many. An awful lot of those people were were uh, grounded flight attendants. Mm. Wow! Because they couldn't go anywhere. Um, so they were stuck there, and uh, you know, and they came, and we thought, how are we gonna do this? Because we had to change lines in the show. Yeah, it, it, I mean, for people who don't know, you're in town. I mean, it has a funny title, but it's fairly political. It has, you know, all these subtexts. I mean, had, the whole we had to change lines. Yeah. The one kind of notable one, uh, we're going to turn all those businessmen into bouncing bags of beef. Mm. Needless to say, we don't say that anymore. Mm-hmm. Correct. Um, yeah, there were, th- but there were other things. That was the most notable because you go like, oh, wait, wait, we can't, we can't say that, can we? And we can't say that. So it was all about trying to figure out parsing, like what, what, what we could still do and feel okay about it, and not go, oh my right. god, I can't believe we just said that. But then also keep the spirit of the show together, mm-hmm. you know. So anyway, we did okay, and in fact, surprisingly, there were there was a lot of laughter. And after the show, a lot of them waited after the show. A lot of the flight attendants mm-hmm. waited after the show and said, "We didn't think we'd laugh again. We just didn't. Im- oh, we couldn't man. imagine laughing. Yeah. And that this really meant so much to us. So, uh, in a way, that f- that first show back, sort of, you felt sort of cleansed that. You know that the human spirit hadn't been completely destroyed, as it may be now. But well, that's another story. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, um, yeah. So, um, so you know, the rest, as they say, yeah. is history on that one. But and was, how was that was for fun. the company? Did that was. I mean, I can only imagine all of you banding together and saying, "We got to, oh, sure. we got to do this." Well, it felt it felt patriotic, actually. Weirdly, sure. yeah. that that you're in town would feel patriotic, but it did. You know, it's timely. Um, it's still timely. It's your duty. Oh, it's, it's more timely, more I think, timely. than it was then. Yeah. Even sure, water. Mm. What we're doing to the environment. Mm. Sure, hail Malthus. You know. Yeah. I just want to give a shout out to our Pennywise, uh, who was Amanda Peterson, who's the most delightful, awesome person in our uh, in our ensemble of students. And man, did she belt that privilege to pee. It was awesome to see her just like hunker down on that stage. And she's still doing theater in Wisconsin. She's she teaches Aww. in Appleton. Um, she started. A, Is she at own- the university? Uh, 
I think it might be a high school, Mm -hmm. but she's really, she's doing it. She's a true artist, and I just want to give her a shout out. She did have a question for you. Okay, Um, Amanda. She, (laughs) um, hold on, I have it here. Pause. Sorry, Momo. What happened? My phone fell out. Tried to kill my dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How dare you on tape? (laughs) So, she is newly divorced as of like yesterday. Well, I'm sorry about that. Okay. uh, Hey, Queen. All right. Yes, Amanda, I have been divorced. That was that was the no, question. No, have you? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, your, yeah, I don't know your life. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so any words of wisdom for a mid-thirties newly divorced character actress hitting the audition circuit for the first time since college? Crying, uh, laughy emoji. Yeah, those, yeah, those things. Those, those, those things. flying tears. Yes. Hmm. In Wisconsin. Okay. Well, the Wisconsin part is the part that I'm probably not going to be able to help too much with because I don't know what the theater scene is in Wisconsin. You never know. But Chicago, Milwaukee. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, but you might have to go. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying is you might have to travel. Yeah. A little bit. Get out of there. Um. Okay. Well, if you're a Pennywise type, mm-hmm. which I assume that she is. She is. She's a Paulette in Legally Blonde. I thought you were going to say which a... I am. <laughs> yeah, which I am, of course. <laughs> Um, no, if she if she is, then um, she's a character person, and so probably she's just coming into her own now anyway. Yep, because character people tend to not do that great, <laughs> or tend to not you know I mean tend to not do that much. Perhaps they have to get ready. This is us. That's me, and that's her. Oh Penny yeah, wise. she's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's great. great. Okay, she's great. She's great. And so, I mean. The thing about the thing that's hard about being a character person is there's just so much waiting for your time mm-hmm. to do the big parts. Yeah, move to uh, Chicago, Milwaukee. Well, yeah, well, right, maybe yeah, where she is right now is gonna. That's it's gonna in Appleton. It's gonna be a little tough to like make a career of it. I mean, mm-hmm. you can always do theater almost any place that you live. Mm-hmm. Teach and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm from Kansas City, so Ooh. I have a lot of friends who, who stayed in Kansas Your City. Missouri or Kansas? I know. Hmm? Missouri or Kansas? I lived on the Kansas side. I grew up on the Kansas side. Shawnee Mission East Lancers. University of Kansas. My high school was the Lancers. Yeah, well, there you go. We had a Lancer made out of spoons in the quad. Ooh, I wish we had that. But what we is didn't. a Lancer? You know, like, like a knight. Like a knight. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know that. And I, was, I went to the University of Kansas, and so I spent some time, you know, still in the Midwest, and then, uh, and I and I loved growing up there. It's a great place to grow up. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, okay, so advice. Um, you know, no kids. No kids. Okay. Because that, that's always it. I thought that was your advice. No, 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 no. That's not my advice. <laughs> but it's always, a, it's, it's, that's always something you have to take in, sure. into, into account. Because sure. when I did Pennywise, I, I you know, I, I had a child, you know. How much she of your was, time is your own? How old was she then? What year was that? 2001? Mm-hmm. So she would have been like 11-ish, 10, 11-ish? Ooh. Something like that. Um, so... It, I would say that the most important thing to do is get some place where you can get some auditions. I mean, you have to go someplace where they're doing things. And then once you do that, um, I, I feel very strongly that people tend to not work hard enough on their auditions. I don't know about Amanda. You are an audition coach. I am. And I found, yeah. and I found truly that a lot of people don't spend 
the appropriate time on their auditions. What they're mostly worried about is the notes. So they go, oh my gosh, well, Pennywise, she got a belt of G, blah, blah, blah. You know, and I think that stuff is less important than really um, spending time with the sides. Mm-hmm. That you, if you get sides to, to read, that, and if it's not, you know, one of those go out in the hall and, you know, spend five minutes on it. If you've got time, I'm talking to many people who live here. Mm-hmm. If you've got time, you need to spend the time working on them. And an awful lot of people kind of blow it off because I think they're a little, many people are a little bit intimidated by it. They just, they go, oh, well, I'm just going to like be myself or I'm just going to, you know, the spirit will move me when I get in the room. Take it from me. The spirit does not move you when you get in the room very often. The spirit is not The spirit is often, is often back out at where the water is. Work as know? hard as you can so that the spirit can move you. Well, I mean, you got to Well, that's the... exactly true. And, and I, there's an awful lot of people who come in, and they come in and they work with me. And I'll go, okay, now listen. Spend your time on this. We went through it. I gave you a roadmap. You know what you, you, know what you need to do. Then they come back and they go, oh, well, I was tired, I was sick, I was hungover, blah, 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 all these things. And you go, because the worst feeling, I think, is to work as hard as you can on something and really, and really spend the time you need to do your work on it. And you go in and you don't get it. Because, That's exactly right. Because you have to come to terms with face to face, you did not get something not because you were tired or sick or whatever, mm-hmm. that maybe you just don't have it. Maybe you're just not good enough. And that's the part that you have to deal with. You go, is it that I'm just not good enough? Or do they just want somebody else? Nobody wants to feel the feeling of, I didn't get it because I'm actually not good enough. Yeah. The feeling of my they best is let, not We are delivering some hot they Nancy would, Opal realness no, for you right they now. They would rather. That is so true. They would rather say, I, they'd rather deflect it to, I was tired, I was sick, I had a sore mm-hmm. throat, you know, I was whatever. And it happens to everybody every once in a while. But listen, I've got clients who I can almost tell you like clockwork, darling people. And they come in and they go, yeah, well, this time I kind of blah, blah, Oh, and this time I was just kind of nervous. I'm blah, blah, blah. And this time it was just whatever. And I said, listen. What separates the men from the boys and the, and, the, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the girls from the divas is you can't have many of those outings. You have to do the very best you can every time. And you know mm. what? I mm. feel like I want to be able to walk out and go, I did the best I could. That was the very best I had today because I did the work. Now, what happens behind the table I have no control over yeah. that. Right. Let it go. Let it go. I have no control over it. So if you don't do your work, then you then you put yourself behind the table too, and then you're going. But I feel like I'm blah, 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 and I'm really and, mm. and you and you twist yourself and you tort, contort yourself, hoping to get some kind of a feeling from how they think you did. Mm-hmm. Who cares what they think you did? I mean, honestly, who cares what they think? Yeah. The whole point is I can walk out going, you know what? I, I gave them my take on it. Felt good to me. You're the whole point. You're the whole point. It felt good to me. And if they don't want that, I go, that's cool. I did what I, I, did what I do. 
And if you want something completely different than that, or even something slightly different from that, I, I have no qualms about that. The thing that I kick myself over is though, you didn't really do your work. You didn't work hard enough. You didn't do what you walked in to do because you didn't do the work. I mean, you chose self-sabotage mm-hmm. well, over but you, and you don't you even know, know you do it. It comes people, in many different t- people ways. do it all the time. Yeah. Or they try so hard that they sing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again and they wear their voices down to a nub and then they go in, "Oh, I got it didn't sound very good because I go, "You know what? If you had practiced your singing all along like every day you sing a little bit, then it doesn't become the thing where you're cramming for a test. Yeah. Yeah. You can't cram for a test. Then your eight a week isn't the morning Stay ready so you don't got to get ready. You're exactly right. That's a root Is that why you sleep in your makeup so much? Yeah. (laughs) How dare you? Fight, 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 fight. If I wasn't so far away, I'd... (laughs) We've been married a long time. (laughs) Ooh, I love that hot... Hot tea from Nancy Opal just now, you guys. That is uh, some beautiful it's words of the, wisdom. It's just the truth. That's for everybody, not just Amanda Peterson who's nailing it. Oh, in poor Wisconsin. Amanda Peterson. No, this was not just. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just gonna like, loop it back around. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I read all about uh, Amanda Peterson, who just wasn't working hard enough on her audition. No, she works hard, and she is a dramaturg. She knows her. Yeah. Oh, that's great. She's great. She's great. Um. You got to say your first Nancy Opal. Do I get to say my first Nancy Opal? Go ahead. Got the stage. Sunny in the Park with George. Oh, yeah. That DVD. That what? VHS I tape say, I was saved say, my life. I was going to say, did they just like wheel you in in your stroller? You couldn't have been old I enough wish, to... I wish. I wish. No, those um, those VHS tapes of Into the Woods and Sunday in the Park. Oh, wow. Yeah. Those. That was my gateway drug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Um, I mean that was that was my first opal. I memorized that cast, and then I would go to my reference books because mm-hmm. there was no internet. That's adorable. And I would look up everybody and find out what else they did, and that's how I found out what <laughs> next cast album I had to go buy and learn, or go to the library that. and borrow uh, your microfiche. Yeah, I understand. That. I, I I'd gone microfishing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, oh, Sunday in the Park was your second Broadway show mm-hmm. after. Evita. A show nobody's heard of yeah. called Evita. Uh-huh. I mean, two mega, huge, historic. Can I tell you the funny thing about that? The funny thing about that. It better be really funny. It's not that funny. It's Damn it. It's interesting. Okay. It's not okay. funny, but okay. I just said that because it That's sounds what like I'm here for. we're all shucks and we're just plain folks. Yeah. I was home, you know, like in, in high school and I had my little, my little record player and I'd listen to, you know cast recordings and stuff like that and I would just lie I would lie in bed and go I have a dream and my dream is that I will be in a Broadway show directed by Hal Prince and written by Stephen Sondheim this was my dream right me too so you know I, I do college and all that stuff and my first Broadway show was with Hal Prince, and my second was with Stephen Sondheim. They just weren't together at that time. Isn't that funny? You made it happen. You manifested. You... Isn't that funny? Like we it, manifested you today. And my, they, next, exactly... my next one was Mike Nichols, but I never made that happen. I could not make that one happen. Never made it happen. But I, tr- I Can't tried. Can't win them all, like, Opal. I was like, Mike Nichols, Mike Nichols, please. But that, that one oh, didn't work out. Oh, he was out. the best. Yeah, that one didn't work out. Mm. But, dear darling... 
may he rest in peace, Hal Prince, mm. who was the greatest guy in the whole world. And he was very good to me. Um, and I had seven auditions for that show. Wow. Because I just kept coming back. I hadn't done anything in New York. Not a single sure. thing. Sure. I just, I was just out of school. I just, you know, that's when they used to audition on the, on, at, on the theater stages. Mm-hmm. Mm. So this was on Oh, the, that's fun. Yeah. Which I think on, is way helpful for it. I, that's what they should audition. do, yeah. but it must be expensive. So, yes. so <laughs> um, but we were on the stage with the Schubert. I think almost every time. I th- yeah, I think it was every time. But I just kept going back. And I kept borrowing this suit from this friend of mine. <laughs> I'm, I'm absolutely serious. And so um, that seventh time, I came out, you know, I was going to sing. Because I was trying to look older because I was 22. I just kept trying to look, you know, like a little more, a little more mature. And um, so, so they're all sitting out in the house and, and uh, Hal said, I'll bet you'll be glad when you don't have to put that suit on anymore. <gasps> I knew it. I knew he'd say something about the suit. <laughs> yeah, he sure did. He sure did. You don't and, tangle that information. And, 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 I, and I laughed. And, you know, and I auditioned. I did my audition. I sang oh, my stuff. And he jumped onto the stage. And he put his arm around me. And he said, how old are you, darling? And I said, I'm 22. He said, that's about what I thought. Well, thank you so much for coming in. And he turned around and walked back off, and I went, oh, darn it. I didn't get it. I didn't get the show. Because, listen, I'd play the maid to be in this show. You know, I mean, I would have done anything. Anything. Um, so imagine my surprise when I, when I, when I booked it. So, mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, that was wild. I love that he saw you. Like, I'm going to, you know... I know that you've been here. Yeah, you know that's the, what he did. The thing, the so thing was, he's, awesome. he was so good at he was so good at like plucking people out and you know and and giving them shots make to you, do things, make you laugh. And... Yeah, because I've worked with him. I worked with him a number of times after that. But, yeah. um, but he was very kind to me, and 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 really, I, he went out on a limb because I had zero. Um, New York credits. I had exactly one equity credit. I was going to say, how'd you get your equity card before (laughs) Evita? Well, I had worked with a musical director named Tom Helm um, in Kansas City, because that's where he was from, too. And they were doing um, uh, um, Carnival up at the Darien <laughs> Dinner Theater Ooh. in Darien, Connecticut. God bless. And I guess they had seen some people for it and he and they didn't find what they wanted, I suppose. And 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 he called me up and he said, "Listen. I was back in Kansas. I was cuz I was I just finished school." And he said, "Listen, um we want you to uh, come and do Lily and Carnival and you get your equity card and $350 a week." And I went, I'm there. So. Yeah. Because that would have been 88? 78, maybe? That sounds right. If Something Evita right. was 79. Yeah, 79. Yeah. 78. So I did that in 78. Yeah. And got, you know, got it. 
Listen, if I ever had had to like make a smart decision when I was that age, I would never be in the business. People just go, why don't you do this? I'd go, okay, you yeah, know, and off yeah. I would go and do this thing. Thank God. And, and well, I think my first audition, we had to sing Can't Help Loving That Man of Mine in E-flat and belt it. Not many people wanted to do this. Pat Benatar was there. Stop it. I'm not kidding. She auditioned for the mistress. Stop. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Everything. There were all kinds of there were all kinds of people there, and I'm like, well, I don't think I have a chance for this, but I'm glad I'm here. So we had can't help loving that man of mine, you know. And I thought, well, okay, well, I mean, I could sing it, you know, but it, you know, so in E flat, you go, can't help loving that man. I mean, it's pretty high. Yeah. So, cause so it'd be that. So, but nobody did that. I mean, people were building nobody up to like that. C's. Yeah. Except you. Now uh, they but, do. But now. I didn't know anything. That's what I'm saying. I didn't know anything. And I just mm. went, well, I, Ignorance is I think I can make that. Mm. You are so right. Because I'm like, I can make that noise. I can make that noise. You know, and I go in and Paul Gemignani's there and, and Joanna Merlin was casting. and God Oh, man. Yeah, and, and so, you know, uh, um, so I sing Can't Help Loving That Man of Mine in E-flat and something else. And um, he goes, well, you know, we'd like for you to um, learn some songs from the show. I went, great. He goes, you know them? And I said, yeah, sure. Because I had gotten that white album and, and just played the heck out of it. Um, and he said, well, do you know Rainbow High? And I went, sure. He said, <laughs> this is exactly what I was like. Could you sing some now? Sure. <laughs> I had never sung it for any. I mean, you know, yeah. who sung this? Nobody. 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 Nobody had the music for it. God no. No. Let's remember a time for a moment when nobody knew Rainbow High. Yeah. What a treat to get to learn it yeah. before everyone. That's what all the early alphabets say. They're like, I couldn't go listen to the no, album no. and learn it. So people were leaving voicemails for each other. Yeah, so, but, I mean, the, the one thing is they did have that concept album. So I could hear it, you know. So I knew what it sounded like. And he goes, well, you want to sing some now? I'm like, sure. So, you know, I'm, I'm singing, you know, Rainbow High, kind of like the girl does on the record. I can't remember her name. Julie something. I can't remember her last name. Um... And uh, so I did that, and they go, oh, great. Well, you know, try to sing it more like this, and, you know, you're going to learn that, and you're, uh, don't cry for me, Argentina. I said, great, I know that too. And so that's kind of how that went. Um, and I did that show. I learned so many things, so many mm. things. You jumped into the from deep the end best of the of pool. From the best of the best. Well, yes, from the best of the best. And I also learned, hopefully, about how to be a good citizen and get along with everybody mm. and not run my mouth and say stupid things, which certainly happened, you know. And you just hide and watch. It's a small community. Mm -hmm. I did a lot of hiding and watching that during that time. What a treat. Yeah, it really was. And um, I thought, okay, I'm going to promise myself I'm going to stay in this until something better happens. Well, <laughs> you know, I had to wait. <laughs> I, had to, I had to wait a little while. And uh, Sunday in the Park came up, the off-Broadway. And um, so I, I auditioned for that. And 
at that time he didn't uh, how, uh, uh, Steve didn't like hearing people sing any of his songs from the oeuvre, from his oeuvre. Nobody, he didn't, he didn't like that. His oeuvre, so he didn't like that at all. So you had to sing something else. And I thought, well, I guess it should be kind of, I don't know, soprano I don't know. Because I had, uh, um, I had heard that the stuff was kind of high. Okay, mm. great. So. Sorry, when you go into audition, is it just for the project? Are you going in for Dot? Are you going in for Frida? Are you going in? Um, My first audition was um, singing Sunday in the Park with George. But it was in a freaky-deaky key. It was all like... It was really high. Right. I think I remember an interview with Mandy Patinkin where he said that Steve had written it for um, a baritone. Chickadees. But then, you know, because I guess he said that he had heard that Steve didn't like tenors. Well, but this was really, but then he and Bernie but it was really, really high. And so, you know, I, I sang it like a soprano because that's the only way you could sing it. But then at the audition, they go, oh, take it down. Blah, da, 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 da. And suddenly I'm singing it down someplace else. So that was kind of crazy. Um, and then I had a callback and the callback was at Playwrights Horizons and then we just did an awful lot of my f- absolute favorite thing, improv. Sarcasm, rumors, she hates it. Yeah, kind of. Anyway. It's so uncomfortable. I can't I d- wait for our improv moment at BroadwayCon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you're coming to BroadwayCon, we'll <laughs> yeah. spin the wheel yeah, and, and do we'll some do musical some improv. improv with Nancy My Opal. favorite thing. We'll hold your hand. Yeah, so I had to, but you know, at an audition, you know, a Broadway audition, it, you're going to like, I the have worst to thing improv? Right, if that's what yeah. you want. Are you, you passing around a shot of and whiskey? At that, and at that time, he did not. He wanted, you know, you had to sing something, but don't sing anything, you know, that that from his stuff. Okay, so I went. Well, I guess we're still going with high because I didn't know any better, you know. And uh, so I thought, oh, I'll just sing. Will he like me? Is that right? Will he like me when we? Yeah, that's that what I sang. Yeah, that's what I sang. Um. Fair question for an audition room. So, I start singing, will he like me when he meet? Well, this shy and quiet girl he's going to see, be the girl that he's imagining to be. So I get to the point, and then I get to, but tonight, no, but tonight. I think I got to through the tonight. But tonight, thank you, he says. That was your money note. And I was really sad. I was really sad. And then I did a lot of half-assed... I never want Stephen Sondheim to say thank you to me. And did a lot of half-assed improv. <laughs> and I went, oh, no. And I went, well... Oh, there it goes again. <laughs> I was lucky on the last show, but it's not going to happen this time. And then Eeyore went home. Yeah, Eeyore went home, and I, I you know, and I freaking booked it. Well, what do you, you know... What? Oh my God! You just go like, you oh, have okay. to let it go then, like, because you never know. You never know. No, that's why I tell people all the time. They go, oh well, I just, well, I just blew that because I don't know. I said, listen, I've been stopped so many times and gotten jobs that, you know, <laughs> for the love of God, please stop. No, it's, yeah. you're booked. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So yeah, so I did that, and that, to be perfectly frank with you, that was probably the hardest show I ever did. Not because of the content. But because it truly was a piece that 
that struggled all the way up. Mm-hmm. You know, it mm-hmm. really, really did. It really, really did. We put in things and threw things out and put in things and threw things out and put in things and threw things out. You know, and... Sounds like Meryl I'd kill to get my hands well, on those pages. Well, and I remember, and I remember, I remember, um, you know, Brent Spiner and I, who kind of did everything together, mm-hmm. um, we thought, well, we're not very funny. That's for sure. So what can we do? I know, I know, I know funny accents. So we tried, we tried oh our lines with every accent we could think of. Put that on the wheel. Accents. I'm dying. Every accent we could think of. And we would sit on the couch in the basement of Playwrights Horizons and say our lines to people in different accents. So oh, German that. won amongst our castmates. So we go to them and they go, like, how about we're German? And they go, yeah, we don't like that idea much. I said, please, please, please. <laughs> and so they allowed us to do German. And we did it. We did the German accents. By this time, we're in, we're in performance. And they performance said, of playwrights. Yeah. They said, yeah, you can do it. Yeah, you can do it. And then one night, <laughs> one day, James said, okay, we're taking the accents out. And I went, okay. <laughs> I went into the ladies' room at Playwrights Horizons and just sobbed like snot coming out of my nose sobbed because I had no idea what we were going to do I just had no idea what made us any different from anybody else and you know we kind of got it together and we practiced you know at dinner we came back and we we did the show without accents and uh, afterwards we were waiting to do notes and Steve and and James came down and said James was walking past us. He goes, accents back in. <laughs> Stop playing with my emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there was just a lot of that, you know. I mean, we all had, this show was like Tolstoy. We all had, ev- ev- all of us had all these stories, you know. And of course, nobody can have that many stories. Mm-hmm. So, um, and rightly so, lots of our stuff was cut. Um, because the show can't be four hours long. <laughs> um, oh, but there's... You'd love if it was four hours long. Sunday in the Park could be a three-day theater event. Yeah. Um, I'd have but, a house seat every night. But, the, but <laughs> oh, you... Do you want a, you want a Steve story? Yeah. Why sure not? do. This is a good one. If it, Yes. I think it's a good one anyway. I'll never this was no. this was during This was during Playwrights. Um... So I can't remember where we were exactly in the process, but um, Paul Ford and and uh, Mandy had been off working on a song. Mandy Patinkin. Yeah, it is Mandy Patinkin. Yes, uh, had were working on a song, and uh, so we were all doing something. I didn't even remember. We were probably improving some more things. I don't really know. I can't remember. And. So James came in and said, all right, everybody, just sit down in the house. We're going to listen to this new song that Mandy just learned. Okay. It was finishing the hat. Wow. So, and Steve was in the room too. And so, you know, we sat and listened to it. And I, of course, was listening like this. (laughs) She's making a very um, wide-eyed, open mouth. And it was really something. Awe face. I mean, it really was. To listen to a Sondheim song for the first time. Yeah. While he's hearing it for one of the first times. Yeah. With your company of actors who are all going to do this show 
for the first time. Yeah. Gives my whole body. Yeah. Chills and um Well, these, these are the kinds of experiences. I mean, I've, I've had a lot of sort of like first-rate experiences. And this rates right up there among the mm. very best things ever. I mean, historic. And, and, and I'm listening to it. And I, honestly, I, my recollection is that Mandy sang it as well then as he sang it on Broadway. Ever. Oh, my God. Because we were like, stop it. So it ends. And I don't remember if we applauded or whatever. It seemed pale in, com- in, in, in comparison to what we had just heard. Right. You know, our, our <laughs> reaction. Yeah. You know, our reaction, you yeah. know. And so then James goes, okay, well, you know, we're going to go back. Okay, we're going to go back to what we're doing. And I can't remember what I was doing. I mean, I literally have no idea what I was supposed to be doing at that moment. Steve was standing down by the apron, down in front. Everybody else had kind of, literally kind of wandered away, like in a daze or something. That's, they that needed was, to be I, alone. That, that I, was my feeling. That was yeah. my feeling. Yeah. And Steve was standing down there, and I looked at him, and I said, I have to go home. And he said, why? And I said, are you sick? And I said, no. That was the most beautiful thing I've ever heard in my life. And he looked at me. And his face just lit up like sunshine. And he said, did you really like it? Stephen Sondheim asked me if I really liked it. Like there could be any question, any thought that it wasn't just the most brilliant thing I'd ever heard, you know, or that anybody had heard, you know. And that's the moment I realized my all of, I don't even know how old I was, 26, you know. Oh, my God. 26. Something like that. What were you I'm doing crying? at 26? Are you crying? No, crying. Okay. That you go, you know what? Just because someone is awesome and famous and celebrated, they don't get tired of being told by people that they know that they've done a great job. Mm-hmm. You think they hear it all the time, you and th- they don't. And I they got, might, I gotta tell but you not something. from people who not know from them. not from not from their contemporaries, not from the people. Because somebody might come back and go, "That you know, it was great." <laughs> like Leonard Bernstein. Leonard Bernstein came to see the show, and we ended up in this apartment where he was, <laughs> and he was dressed like a gondolier. It was hilarious. Knock it off. He was. No. And he and I walked in. He said, "That was a great show." And I said, well, "Thanks." And he goes, "That Steve is a fucking genius." I said, "I know." <laughs> Cheers, Lenny B. Oh my God, I'm sweating. That was at the Dakota. Isn't that crazy? Ooh. Oh my God. Yeah. The famous Dakota. Yeah. So yes. So so that stuff. Um, and, uh, but that made me realize that people, everybody needs to hear that you think they're good. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Everyone's and, working in some sort of Everybody is just like, oh, shucks. I don't, I don't feel like I've got, you know, I don't have the right to tell them it's good. Well, <laughs> who else does? You know? I mean, who yeah. else does? And, and of course he wants to hear somebody likes it. But it didn't occur to me sure. that he needed it. it didn't occur yeah. to me. Sure. That's Especially awesome. during the creation. It's one yeah. thing to go up to Steven Sondheim and be like, oh my God, I love Little Night Music. It's so good. 
No, but while but it's happening. When it's fresh, yeah, the first time happening. anyone's heard it. While no it's one happening. had heard that while song. While it's happening. And so, okay, so then there's another story it's about beautiful. it's hot up here. So we were learning that. We did that. We learned it in one day and put it in that night. Rude. It's hot up here. It's rude. Rude? <laughs> rude. Somebody call equity. <laughs> and I got to tell you something. I could Who was no, the deputy? I could no more do that now than to fly to the moon. I don't even know how we did it. Well, I know one way we did it was we had Prayer. a giant poster that had all the lyrics on it. And we pasted that to the, the side wall. Mm-hmm. Well, because I was like this. Whoa. At least I have a parasol. You know, it was all there. Yeah. You could read it. It's the only way. Oh, it's the that's only brilliant. Way. Um, <laughs> Picking up props. Oh, man, it was so hard. But it was so hard. And and so we want first time read through, sing through. Steve's, we're all sitting on the stage, kind of sitting there, just like with music. And he's kind of in the front. And I hear this, hello, George, I do not wish to be remembered like this, George, with them, George, my hem, George. Three inches off the ground. And all these people, George, that people, George. And I went like this (laughs) to him. And he went. One of my favorite melodies in the whole fucking show. And he gave me this big smile. Yes. And... And he said, afterwards, he goes, I saw you smile then. And I said, that was amazing. Because it was. They'll argue till they fade. Oh, my God. And I just went like, what? And then we go back to the, oh, bloom, it's hot up here. You know, and you just go, okay, that was extraordinary. Mm. That was extraordinary. And so afterwards, he goes, I saw you look. And I said, that was amazing. That part right there was amazing. And he said, you know music theory, don't you? And I said, no, I do not. <laughs> I really didn't. It was just, it was just visceral. Uh-huh. And uh, he said, you know what? You should study it because I th- he said, I think you would really enjoy it. And did I? No, because I'm an idiot. But I'll never forget that moment. There were just certain moments you just go like, Bam! This is the best yeah. thing I've ever done in my life. Sure. And I've got a few of them that you just go like, okay. Oh my God. Okay, that was amazing. That was amazing. And it's so important to take stock of those. Because sure you do. when's the next one coming? And um, I don't know. If, if, there, if there's something that moves you that deeply, I think it's important to recognize it and you remember it, it. You bet you it is. And, and preserve go home. And go it. home. Oh. <laughs> you know, like, stop the presses. Yeah, but, I need to internalize. Yeah, Gotta then, bottle that shit you know, up when it comes. There, but then there was stuff. You know, there was stuff that was really hard in, in Sunday when we got to when we got to no second um, act to, to Broadway. It was it was rough. Mm. It was rough. And um, rough. Oh, it really was but, rough. Yeah. How dare? Yeah. That was a good yeah, one. Was good you one. taught me well. Good job, Dana. You taught me well. Very good. He taught me all about Sunday. I have a question. Yeah. Do you have a Broadway blind spot? Like a show that you know nothing about. What a great question. Oh, because mine used to be Sunday, and now he's. Show her your tattoo. Oh, please. I maybe got a little. Oh, you maybe got a little (laughs) dot on your arm. Just as much. Wow, that's amazing. There's no monkey, though, is there? The tattoo artist was like, You don't want this monkey in here, too, right? Is the monkey there? Yes, the monkey's there with the leash. Yeah, there it is. Made him put the leash in. He looked at it. It was like, The leash isn't there. You didn't see it. Mm, how dare. Imagine I walked out of there with no leash. 
Imagine. Imagine that. Can you imagine? Um, yeah, there's tons. I mean, honestly, probably tons. No, but I mean, my first Sunday must have, it must have been 10 or 11 years old when that piece came into my life. And I, my first takeaway from it was the choice may have been mistaken, but the choosing was, was not. That was the lesson I took at 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a, oh, it's a freaking, the, the stuff that's in that show is so damned genius. So that's why. You know, it just is. It, it really is. And. You know, I think about it every day. And there are times, you get spoiled. I mean, I got a little spoiled those first couple of things. You just go, okay. I realize everything is not going to be, you know, the peak experience. Sometimes you're in the police station. Sometimes you're in the police station, but that was a peak experience too. Um, a very different kind, but sure. also important, I felt. Mm-hmm. No question. Um, you know, and then there's other stuff that you do, and you go like, well, you know, if I get six months out of this, I'll, you know, that'll be good. I mean, that would be amazing. Um, but I, I, I tried to, I try, ah, yes. You brought a prop. I did nine months in that show. She's showing me the Toxic Avenger I, playbook. The hoodie I, you were just wearing. I graduated and I moved to New York and guess what? Nancy Opal was starring in something. Yeah. It was so a to- I went Toxic to go Avenger. see it. Yeah. At New World Stages. howdy. That yeah. was fun. It was very fun. Mm. Your, your, uh, <laughs> your bio <laughs> says Broadway dot dot. A lot, period. Off-Broadway. Uh-huh. Well, I'll tell you why. Because, you know <laughs> Love what? it! They gave us, like, you have 25 words or something. I went, you know what? I can't. So let's just say that. Sure. You can't. I mean... I love you. You're you so can't. great. There's just... I love the bios that are a little bit quirky or have to do with the show. Like, I remember um, in Hair, when you go see Hair... All their bios had their star sign in it mm-hmm. and cool. talked about more about who they were and what they believed in. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so cool. And maybe that's because we're in the age of the internet where if I want to find yeah. somebody's resume, yeah. I can. But some, some people, some people, some producers don't particularly love that kind of thing or the, you know, they just sure. don't like that. Sure. We really kind of don't want this. Tradition. Anyway. Yeah. But but that show um, was was really fun and it was also so fun to watch. I can tell you that. Yeah. Well, that was also you know I was I was working again with John Rando who you know directed You're in Town, and we had a really good time on it. Um, but during during the workshop of it, they go Joe Joe DiPietro and, and David Bryant said, "Hey, wouldn't it be funny if since she's playing." Um, her nemesis, her arch nemesis in both things, why don't we write a song for both of them? And it'll be a duet between the two of them. And I went, that's a good idea. So they went home and wrote it. Yeah. And came back, and uh, that was Bitch Slut Liar Whore. Watch your mouth, Nancy Opal. <laughs> this is a children's program. Yeah, sure it is. Um, <laughs> They're already asleep then, no worries. <laughs> how, did, how did you become funny? Were you always funny? Did you grow into more funny boy I don't know that's because you're very funny like a naturally funny person you know what I don't know my dad was funny um so I I don't know I I don't I don't think I ever thought about doing comedy per se Mm -hmm. um I ended up doing a fair amount of it though with David Ives who wrote a gazillion one acts and I and yeah, I you have a great collaboration with him. And I have been in a gazillion one acts of his. I think I've done like 
six six productions with him. I don't even know. Wow. I mean, a lot. A couple off Broadway um, that ran a fair amount of time. Oh, like three off Broadway, maybe three, maybe maybe more. I don't know. I think three, and then mm-hmm. some other places. Um, but maybe that's kind of where I got a reputation for doing funny things. Mm. Um, but the thing about David is he's very rhythmic and very musical himself, the way he writes. Mm. So you just look at this stuff and I go, well, I know what this is supposed to sound like. Mm. So if you know what it's supposed to sound like, you know what it's supposed to be like and you know what it's supposed to mean, pretty much. So um, so I, maybe that's kind of the, sort of the start of it. But I can't remember. See, because, I mean, Evita, I mean, it's not funny. Sure. Um, Sunday in the Park. Sunday in the Park was, you know. <laughs> there's moments. There's moments. Um, but I don't honestly think think and I'm trying to think if I was ever allowed to sort of really be funny in a musical until well no that's true I've done other stuff but I guess the one that really kind of comes to mind is um, um, Honeymoon in Vegas mm. Bless. your entrance I know it's the best <laughs> thing ever Honeymoon <laughs> in Vegas I know it was the best thing ever and guess what all I did was sit up well but that's all I did to, to get to get entrance applause just for doing this. I just sat up. Yes, kind of amazing. <laughs> was one of the moments. Um, I, 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 I'm a very quiet audience member, which I know is terrible. As an actor, I know that's terrible. But when I'm watching some, I, I need to take it all in before I can really enjoy it or just sit back and let it affect me. Your entrance in Honeymoon in Vegas had me doubled over in my seat. It's funny. That's art. But but here's the thing. That's not me being funny. That's it being funny. It's the fact that I am in a hospital bed hidden inside a Tiffany's jewelry counter and all I do is sit up. And you may wonder how that whole rigmarole worked. You know how it worked? How? Screen door spring. And a and a and a and a uh, and a piano hinge. Broadway magic. I'm not kidding. Broadway magic is so. The every time most. I try to start to start sitting down, I start lying down again. I would just sit up again. This was all. This was all abs. It was all abs. <laughs> Nobody helped me. No wonder you look so fierce. Wow. Nobody helped me. That's how it worked. Because people go, how did they operate that thing? I said. How did they operate One, it? two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, I said they. <laughs> they did not operate nothing. Not core work. I said I did it. It was it was nothing. It was like it, it was literally made like something that would be in 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 l- just the summariest of summer stock yeah. situations. The yeah. summariest of summer stock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your favorite part of the production process? Do you love the rehearsals? No. Do you love tech? Do you love everything after opening? No, Are you a closing I like night the gal? Off and going home? I do not love rehearsing. I'm sorry to say it. I know a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. I do not love it. I will work as hard as I can to make it streamlined because I'm not the person who does my whole process out loud in the room with everybody. Because, mm-hmm. man, I've done some with people who do that. And you just go, oh, go home and think about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go home and think about this. You don't have to say this all out loud. Come on, let's get moving. 
I want to move, 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 move. I want to move. I don't want to hear you discuss how to act. I don't want to talk about moving. Let's go. Just, just don't. Just don't do that. Let's just go and see what happens. Sure. You know, I don't, I don't care for listening to someone have to gas on about their process. I really, you know, I mean, if someone comes and they're at a place where you go, okay, I've hit, I've hit a block here somehow. There's a, there's something going on. I need to, I need to break up this log jam. That's one thing. Mm -hmm. But there are people who do it every day. You just go, no, 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 no. We're not going to do this. Learn your lines, please. And let's get moving. I believe in learning lines as fast as I possibly can. Get that out of the way so that... Mm. Well, because, you yeah. know, people come in and they go like, I don't think I understand this. You go, yes, you do. You understand this. You just haven't sat with it long enough and you, and you didn't do the work that you're supposed to do before. Unfortunately, that doesn't work so well if, if every day you're getting new pages. That's a, that's, a, that's, mm. a, that's a horse of another color. But if generally speaking, it's all the same stuff, then you you're you need to be up on your up on your thing. Oh, one time, I was doing a a play. Oh, it was a, it was a David Ives thing off Broadway, and um, it was uh, Doctor Fritz or the Forces of Light, which was this crazy play where it was sort of set in this unspecified sort of Latin American country. So I sort of had this weird, unspecified, not real um, accent. Bendillo, senors. <laughs> I knew you were going to do it. The best. Yes. The that best. Was, that was the whole thing, kind of like that. <laughs> and, and and just like nonsense words, and it was kind of like that. And um, And it was really fun, and it was really challenging, and it was really funny, but it was too long. So they said, okay, you know, we're going to have to, we're going to have to, we're going to have to cut this. And so I said, okay, can you sort of make it so you can cut things? So, that, so there's like a chunk and then gone. Mm -hmm. Basically what happened was they cut like every other line of like 19 pages, you know? So it's just like, this is, because <laughs> we were in, once again, we were already in performance. I'm kind of going, I said, this is going to be too hard. You know, yeah, it's stuff like that. You just go, oh my God, how am I going to do this? Somehow managed. But it's that kind of stuff that you just go, I, I'm going to go, I'm going to go insane. Because mm -hmm. um, you don't have any time. There's no time to fix it. You know, you just go. So you like when shit is frozen. Because then you play. Then, then you, you can play, play around. You can play. Yeah. I still do. I've been in my show 14 months. And I still walk out and kind of go, what else is here? What else mm. is, you know, what else is here? You know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty reliably doing the same thing every night. But for me, it's you know, like, what else sure. is here? Sure. Because um, if you don't, then you just, it just becomes sort of petrified or something, you know? But enough about me. Let's talk about you. What do you think of me? <laughs> What was your first impression of each of us? My first impression of each of you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Funny, nice, uh, you know, organized. Ooh, Ooh. take it. She we'll lied. <laughs> um, no, and you guys, and you guys know what you're talking about too. I mean, you obviously know theater. Listen, I've been, I've been, I've been interviewed by people who don't know anything. 
you know, and you just kind of go, and you, and you kind of go, did you not? Why ever, are you doing? Did this? you not ever? Did you not ever see anything by you know whoever? You know, because yeah. um, listen, you know, there are so many people who are way more famous than I am, and I go like, I'm true. I don't expect you to know my resume, but you know, a little something might be nice. Sure. You know, I mean, basic research. Basic research. Basic research. I mean, even Donna McKechnie, like, she she went ba bam ba bam ba bam ba bam on my resume. I was like. Oh, girl, she really, she had it all there. Sure. Because if you're going to do an interview, it's Listen, probably good if you can stalk things. someone before you go on a first date with them, Wouldn't you can you? look up on the International Broadway Database. Yeah. Three can, things that Nancy yeah. Opal has done. You can, you can find a lot of stuff. Hi-ho! In history, there are seven very famous dwarves. If you were the eighth dwarf, what would your name be? Oh boy. <clears throat> hangry. Hangry dwarf. That's our first hangry dwarf. That's our first out hangry of dwarf. one dwarves. Hangry dwarf. Nice. You that's bet a good hangry. one. You bet hangry. You that's, bet. That's totally me. You bet. I, I did a show with somebody who. Oh, that's such a good one. That's I got a show with somebody who every day, you know, he'd come with his script and all this stuff, but he had a, he always carried a case, you know, like a, a backpack or something. And in his backpack always was something like combos or something like yes! that. I love a combo, the pizza ones. Come on, combos are great. Love combos. Especially if you have to keep working and you're getting hangry. Mm-hmm. And, you just... And I do. I mean, I just do. Snack. But here's the thing, he would know it. He goes, hey, look what I got. Because... <laughs> It just gets to the place like right before lunch or like late in the afternoon where you go like, is she getting kind of shitty? Yeah, she is. Okay, let's give her some. Yeah. Let's throw some of these into her mouth. Yeah. Sure. Because that's my problem. It's it's the low blood sugar thing. Yeah, and they're thick. Yeah. Combos are great. No, they are. They're good. It's And you have a glass of water with it and it's a meal. Yep, it's a meal. Have a glass of water with it and it's a meal. Yeah. Same. Brilliant. You have exceeded all of our expectations. Oh, I'm so glad you think so. Oh, a thrilled beyond. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My pleasure. We'll see you in a week. Anything else? Bye. Bye. In the Room with Stephen and Dana is produced by Stephen Farizee and Dana Craig. Special thanks to Joel Wagoner for tinkling the ivories on our theme song. Hit him up at joelwagoner.com. We apologize and you're welcome. We'd also like to thank Jesse Weiner, W-I-E-N-E-R, for our jazzy original music sprinkled throughout each episode. You can find him at jessewiener.com. Last but certainly not least, we'd like to thank Kevin Thomas Garcia for taking all of our ridiculous photos. You can find him online at ktgnyc.com. We are all over the internet on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at InTheRoomPod. Follow us, like us, share us, pimp us out. And don't forget to subscribe to In The Room Podcast. We everywhere, so subscribe. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.